exactly because they don't know where you came from. And you want to, yeah, that's why you support us. Know the Source on One Radio Network. Or as we used to say when we were kids, know the sauce. No, no. Remember, yeah, how, remember Ray how he might still be alive if he had an air doctor after carrying those batteries. Yeah, he really, he really. Um, all that, all those fires that were. You happening think the fires there, is you know? really what got to him at the end? I think it's one of the factors. Mm. You know, I always go again for the cause of the cause of the cause, right. which he's subject to mind over matter type things too. But that was a major cause, and I think it helped off Sulfurman. Remember when he broadcast out of right, uh right. well anyway he was in areas where there was uh, radiation there was uh, all kinds of other pollution and in our days now it's coming out of the sky even if you deny chemtrails jet fuel rains on us all kinds of things are coming out of the sky there's forest fires there's all kinds Crazy of stuff. toxic yeah. things and cedar fever where you are yeah i've never been bothered by it knock on wood but well, I tell you, Ray Pete, I, to me, oranges and orange juice are like manna. I, I, you too, man. I, right? You can drink fresh orange juice and just eat oranges. Something magical with these guys. I don't know what it is, but boy, my body sure likes them, man. The few hours when we, uh, the few times of the year when we have a shortage of oranges, we go crazy, you know, <laughs> trying, to, trying to find them. We have a great source here, a guy named BD, a farmer, makes the best Valencia oranges. And then we have a couple of other backup sources. But sometimes during the year, it's just a kind of in-between and uh, hard to get. So sometimes we had to switch to tangerines, but now we've been pretty lucky this year. We eat oranges just about every day, uh, at least six days a week and sometimes seven. It's kind of fun to eat them too, as well as the juice, right? You get you know, good stuff in there, you know? It's just kind of fun. Lately, eat. we're eating them. But uh, we switch back and forth, juice them, eat them, whatever. Either one is good. Um, here's somebody else had a question for you. I lost it. I found it. I lost it. I found it. I lost it. I found it. Oh, I, I was in the wrong file. I was not in the Adam file. I, I lost Okay. Um, I'd like to know if you or Adam have seen any of the Tarkowski films. I've watched two of them so far, Solarius and Stalker, but downloaded all of them when they started canceling uh, Russian music and other things. They are great, but very long and I have to concentrate on the subtitles. Do you know this guy, Tarkovsky? I don't know him. You're in the Russian thing. You know, one of the problems about watching all these Russian movies, I remember few of their names because they're usually about that long. And I've been watching Russian movies again. So they, they have the best humanity in them. Our movies now are almost like video games. You know, they've lost their humanity and their believability. But recently, in fact, instead of watching an action movie, I watched a drama. And it was about someone who discovers the love of their life 
who their mother had separated her from. A very complicated plot. It was excellent. Huh. Excellent movie huh. making. I just love Russian movies. But I can't think of one name of a movie star that I can give you. I see their faces and pictures. I, I know about 20 by observation. But uh, I, I'm from New Jersey. I got an excuse. You yeah. know, I saw Boyd on Toity Toyd Street. <laughs> what's the? Uh, I still have that. What's the one you really like? Where they have the different seasons? The Russian Detective. What's that one? The name? Yeah, the Detective Anna. Detect- I love that. It's series. really good. Huh? I love it. Yeah. yeah. Now I I thought I had the whole of season two, but they cut you off in the middle. I think I saw 24 episodes, and the last 16, I don't know what happened. There's a duel about to happen between the main evil villain and the main hero. <laughs> Detective Anna. So how do you find the other yeah. ones on YouTube? You find them? Yeah, on YouTube, really easy. Just you put in a if you put Detective Anna on a keep going until you get the whole thing. If you get the uh, 50 minute sessions, you're going to go crazy getting all 40 of them or 52 yeah. of them, I think, of the first season. Yeah. But you'll find it in three sections a, uh, I don't know, eight hour each, uh, two eight hours or two 15 hours and one eight hour, I think it is. And I watched the whole thing and, and cried through part of it. I mean, some of these, I don't, I haven't found a movie I've cried on since, uh, you remember. What was it called? Uh, the Resurrection. Oh, yeah. And I don't even remember the name of the actress in it. The 1980 version. There's been a couple of other movies with that where she basically, uh, her husband gets killed in an accident mm-hmm. and she rehabilitates herself with psychic powers. It's a great movie. I, I've seen it 15 or 20 times, but it doesn't make me cry anymore because I, I cried out cried everything. Out I, I used to see that movie and cry through the whole thing. I liked it so much. But now I have to go to the Russian movies to cry. And crying and laughing are very good therapy because they they help balance the carbon dioxide, drive it in deeper, and validate our humanity. Mm-hmm. Do you see that uh, carbon dioxide suit thing I sent you? We got to get one of those, man. You see that? Definitely. That that was really cool. Yeah, really it's, cool. It's really cool. And that's the kind of idea. This is really therapy, and the doctors deny that carbon dioxide. They they just think it's a villain. It's a villain in the air. It's a villain in your body. They have to say it's bad. And, of course, uh, as Ray Pete pointed out, there are creatures on this earth that live without oxygen. A lot of them I just pointed out in the vents. But none that lives without carbon dioxide. And so what happens uh, in simple terms, Adam, when we surround the body with with the CO2? And I, I wonder how long you lay in these suits. Did, did you get any of that information? I guess you could do it as long as you want. What happens? Yeah, as long as you want. It really doesn't hurt because the right amount is, it drives it into your body because it goes right through the skin. Right. It's very porous. It, it, a molecule of carbon dioxide is tiny. So it just goes anywhere it wants to. Of course, then, that's why you don't want to put your nose in it because it, it, those suits have too much in it. But with carpogen, you can breathe it in if you keep it to 7% is a bit extreme. If you're doing certain types of therapy, better have someone around. But they used to put 2% to 3% in mines when they went down. Now, how come they knew that was really important back in 1901? I read it in a mining magazine or mining book, textbook. And now they suddenly forgot about it in the 30s. No, in the 20s, they started denying it. 
Then they rediscovered it in 1932 in popular science. The cure for pneumonia, they finally found it. It's carbogen. Just add a little carbon dioxide. Then they blotted it out of existence again. And now we have carbon dioxide is a bad guy. It's bad. bad. Get rid of it. Zero carbon. We couldn't live with zero carbon. We'd die with zero carbon. So what happens? It goes through the skin. Then what goes on in the body, Adam? Then it causes you to breathe Mm. because, see, when you put oxygen, if you breathe oxygen, you get oxygen, but it doesn't make you breathe. The trigger to make you inhale is carbon dioxide. Mm. So what you do is you untrain your your lungs to take oxygen. And so then when you're off it, you get worse and worse instead of better and better. With carbon dioxide, you get better and better, not worse and worse. They've got it in reverse. But what a what a game. Kill people off. They can't get their Social Security. They don't even have to worry about giving their Social Security anymore. They're dead, and they don't have to pay you anything to survive. Yeah. So you mentioned the um, percentage. I mean, with these suits or the bathtub thing like Ray Pete used to do, you're just buying... A- a canister of carbon dioxide and filling up the tub or the suit, right? You're not dealing with any percentages? Is that right? Uh, they probably use uh, a complete uh, amount of carbon yeah. dioxide or maybe mostly well, carbon dioxide because yeah. as long as it's not in your nose, no okay. no way. And then the right amount, your skin will reject it. it it's uh, basically like a spacesuit. You've seen those movies where people go out to the hatchway and blow up that's false our body is a spacesuit all you need is something to breathe into and your body's going to survive the only danger out there is cosmic rays and uh what else uh, meteorites something like that otherwise you're safe and if you're your, your body our body is a masterpiece of armor <laughs> and if you're a superman then kryptonite yeah, you got to watch for kryptonite if you're Right. If your mind is strong, you can punch through a wall. I had a friend uh, named Jimmy Gerard. He was a martial artist. With one blow, could get eight bricks and smash them. Now, here's the deal. It's usually a trick. They put spacers between the bricks. He didn't use spacers. Hmm. Eight bricks <laughs> going through a wall that thick. And he just did it just and because he, he knew he could. With a Marshall, right? yeah. yeah, and he started. A, he uh, <clears throat> studied with a martial artist named Jack Ebert, is how you, I believe, how you pronounce the Cajun name. Hebert, other people called him. Hebert, who was better than him. He couldn't beat Jack because Jack could move faster than the optics could track. One of the most unusual persons. Uh, philosophers and martial artists i ever met in my life phenomenal trained many of my friends greg whiteley harlan mcgee uh, etc etc can you ask adam uh, what he knows about epilepsy epilepsy is the uh inability to stick out the tongue in other words you want to give someone the bronx cheer but you don't do it now you have to be careful because if you're starting the attack off and you stick out your tongue, you could actually bite your tongue off. Mm. So you want to get it before. And it occurred to me, I didn't read about this. It occurred to me when a friend of mine was having an epileptic attack just at the beginning. She says, I feel it coming on. I said, stick your tongue out really strongly. She did, and it stopped it right in its tracks. Mm. 
So again, this isn't theory. It works. But you but if you're too far into it, you can I've seen a person uh named Gary, uh a, a Grimer school friend of mine. He would have these terrible attacks and at that point I knew nothing about it. The teacher knew nothing about it. They had to just hold the kid down. But anyway, sticking out the tongue is one way to deal with it. And then find out what you're eating that's causing it because it's often genetic. And yes, it has a hereditary uh, uh, object to it. But as my teacher used to say, Donald Lay, uh, you can't take a bath in a blueprint tub. In other words, you have the blueprint, but you don't have to build on it. Your mind and your words and the big fat mouth can free you as well as cage you. Your big fat mouth. <laughs> the big fat mouth. That's exactly what Adonal Lay called it. And oh, let me give you an example about that, by the way. Uh, Adonal called it uh, ATG or attention getting syndrome. We were in a van with a bunch, with Adonal and a bunch of, a bunch of us, I think a group of eight. And there's one couple, Jody and David. Their boy, their boy was going to junior high or something. He got really sick. So he came, he stayed out of school and went with us. On the trip, he threw up and he threw up and he threw up. And Jody and David kept giving him remedies from solar nutrition and everything. And the kid kept saying, I want an aspirin. An aspirin will fix me. I want an aspirin. No, do this, do that. He kept throwing up. We finally got to a point where Adonis took Jody aside and said, give him this. You know those big throat lozenges about that wide? Mm -hmm. He said, tell him it's an aspirin and tell him to swallow it whole. Well, the kid swallowed it, knocked out, and slept the rest of the trip. We had to wake him up when we got home about four hours later. Mm. And he believed it was an aspirin, and it got him well, and it was a trochee, one of those uh, uh, cherry mint one things for sore throats. And Adano said, you first have to get them invest in it. Like, I need an aspirin. I need an aspirin. If you'd done it at the beginning, it wouldn't work. They have to convince you and convince themselves that an aspirin will work. And then it works. And then it works. That's how the mind works. Yeah, does it work? Yeah. Yeah, I've taken a few aspirin every now and then, very rarely. But I just believe it works. I believe it's safe. And whatever it is, if you got a little feeling a little frumpy or a little headachey or something, it's just... Boom, just phew. So The last one I took is in 1958. Is that right? I figured, wow. don't need him. Wow. Now, Ray Pete really, he was never, he used to kind of talk about aspirins a lot, didn't he? I know, and I, that's what, you know, I cherry pick from Ray Pete, and I cherry picked a lot. It's not like I just picked a few cherries. I picked a lot of them, but that was one I do not go for. And I don't go for the, uh, what's the other one, the big, oh, uh, he has several other drugs that I don't think are productive. Methylene blue, I don't really think that's productive. But aspirin, I'm totally against. I saw side effects from that happen. Of course, the mind is involved in that too. But there were a lot of side effects with aspirin. And do we really want our blood thinned? How do we know it's supposed to be thin or thick? And you can do that easily by sticking in your blood, by becoming acidic. Eat a lot of meat, you become acidic, and you build muscle. Become alkaline, you cling yourself out. And and you thin your blood. Big deal. And what did you see? Why aspirin? What experience did you have with aspirin negative? 
Well, I didn't personally have any, but when when I was going to school, they were really down in aspirin for a variety of things. When I find that research again, I can send it to you because it came up recently. I'd forgotten the things it, it did. But one thing it does, every time you take an aspirin, it rips off a little bit of your stomach lining that bleeds. And then it heals up, though. The stomach heals very quickly. Yeah, it's designed real, to do that. Real quickly. Uh, but if you have an ulcer and you're taking aspirin, even a doctor will tell you to not take an aspirin if you have an ulcer. Really? So they definitely are involved in, in ulcers. And that's not the only thing. They, they Thinning the blood, if your blood is already thin, say you eat ginger at night. It's a, a profound blood thinner. It works more than warfarin does. If you take ginger and then you take a couple aspirin on top of that, or even a baby aspirin, you're in trouble. Mm. Your blood is so thin, now you're going to easily bruise. You get in a car wreck, you're going to bleed out. Normally, you might not even notice it until you have an accident or bruise yourself or fall down the stairs, something like that. But uh, it's not in my playbook. A lot of people do well with it. They take it every day. Ray Pete was taking... God, a tremendous amount. Three aspirins a day, and I'm not talking about baby aspirin. He was taking big aspirin. And what doses. was he doing it for? Uh, you know, that's a good question. He said it fights inflammation, mm -hmm. and there is some truth to that. Yeah. It does fight inflammation. For a person having cancer and other things were, weren't working, maybe try it. I mean, everything has a good side and everything has a bad side, so you find out what the chances are. I mean, you can get rid of a backache by x-rays. Go under, a, like when they treat cancer, you can get rid of a backache. You can get rid of a headache. But maybe there's a price to pay for that. Maybe it's 20 years down the line or 40 years down the line. They don't consider 10 or 20 years down the line. Most cancers, if you have a something that causes a cancer, 20 years, 40 years. But for people who want to be centenarians and live a long time, you know, uh, Patrick uh, uh, Carlin, George Carlin's brother, said the name of the game is live as long as you can. They tell you uh, live a good life and not a long life. The heck with that. Live a good life and a long life. He recently went on Cosmic Vacation at 91. He was a comedian like his brother and a writer and a, uh, a, and a really all-around good guy. <laughs> how, how do we keep a good acid balance? Uh, Rudolph, I use a lot of hydrogen myself. It helps combat the lactic acid and build up in muscles. Would it be good to cycle the hydrogen breathing with doing other things? The thing is to first find out if you're acidic or alkaline. Now, to really know, it takes seven tests. Your urine is what's coming out of your body. Your saliva What's coming out of your body? Your blood isn't in your body. It's actually outside of your body like your gut tract is. So you can't tell from that. The liquid isn't. What about the liquid? Does that count? If you have a meat and you're cooking meat and you want to check pH, do you check the broth? You have to check the protein and the fat. So that's what does it. Now, you can change your acidity to be more acid by bag breathing, by carbon dioxide. Mm. That's one of its secrets. Anybody who has wasting syndrome wants carbon dioxide because they get calories from carbon dioxide. What a concept. Where does fat go when it dissolves? It goes into the air, poof. 
84% goes into carbon dioxide. The fat goes out as carbon dioxide. 14% is water, which comes out in sweat or comes out in urine. And But what they don't tell you, and scientists know that part, is that you can build it back. You can get that out of the air and maintain your breath. You can also use sugar if you're crazy like me, but uh, that's a whole other story. You maintain your calories are what makes us run. They tell us you grow plants in, co- in compost. Not true. Duff is all a forest needs. It's a couple leaves on the top. And what plants need is sand, quartz, and glass. Many people grow their gardens in spun glass with a couple of leaves on top. <laughs> and they get a perfect plant with all the minerals you need and everything. Think of the little, I mean, carbon. Nitrogen, oxygen, that's what we have in our bodies. The, carbon, the, the calcium you can hold in your hand. All of the elements in your body when you get cremated are that much. Do you think that builds your bone? Our bones are so weak that it's the muscles that hold it. They measure it in, uh, what do they call it? Uh, there's a name they measure uh, strength of the skeleton. Walking would destroy the skeleton if it wasn't for the muscle, would destroy it. And some weightlifters go thousands of times of what the skeleton is designed to handle. You take a skeleton, you can break it apart easily. It's our muscle that makes us strong. Muscles and that's our yeah. anabolic acidic quality. <laughs> Protein, that'll make you acid <laughs> for yeah, one thing. That, that makes you acid, right. And uh, cranberries. There are a few uh, uh, vegetables and fruits that make you acid. Cranberry so happens to be one of them. That's why eating animal protein helps to build muscles, right? Animal protein. Yes. Mm-hmm. Even though though Red Pete was against it, beans will do it. Now, some people have trouble with beans, and they have excess gas, so you have to kind of control it. But even Ray Pete said, if you take a bean and you sprout it, and then you cook the heck out of it, you're going to get a good protein. Not as good as beef, not as good as some other things, but it's a protein. You add carbon dioxide to that, and you can be a muscle man. Bill Pearl was a vegetarian. Look at all the muscles he had. Yeah. Um, Andreas Colleen, was that his name? He was he wasn't a vegetarian all the time, but he he was winning contests as a vegetarian. From Amanda, um, how long does Adam soak his almonds, and can you soak them too long? Yes, you definitely can. And what happens is after seventy two hours, okay. a magical. If you're doing this in a refrigerator, right. after seventy two hours, it recon it, it, the. Uh, the amygdala in it, the prussic acid, reverts to uh, prussic acid. No, 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 no. Benzoic acid to benzoic acid and water and vinegar, basically. It, but the benzoic acid can be helpful for other things, but the problem is fermentation. Now, fermentation isn't always a good thing. And you get rancidity in it as well, and you get inflammatory things. So, that said, we soak uh almonds every we have three jars in the refrigerator and one is uh, the third day we take that one out at 72 uh hours if it goes past that and we miss a day or for some reason we're evacuated or whatever we throw them away because they're really not of any use for you so six hours if you're in a hurry six hours will give you a lot of the benefits and you get better and better 
Now, at 72 hours, you get something called the tannic square root reaction. This is a Donald Lay term. Don't ask me to explain it. I have no idea what the heck he was talking about. But, but it's not good. Yeah, It's good for and you. And I've seen it where it actually makes a, a brown kind of a cloud in there after 72 Yeah, and hours. that can be a problem. Yeah, you don't want to do It shouldn't really be doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And what's yeah, because some people have tried to do it. I, 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 I try to stress or I stress the refrigerator part because mm-hmm. you can gross, you can get some problems yeah. with the fermentation. <laughs> what's the benefits um, and the differences between a raw almond just dry or after soaking it? You know, uh, you can eat it that way too, but. By soaking it, you bring out the amygdalin and the anti-cancer qualities. Mm. They, are, you don't have a guarantee that, like Edgar Casey said, you're not going to get cancer if you eat so many almonds a day. It's just not true. But you're playing the odds. You have less chance of getting it. And to me, I play the role of a statistician. Everything you do gives you statistics to get by. So. Why would you put yourself at risk by, oh, I'm going to take this chance and I'm going to take this chance and that chance? I take my chances when they're necessary. I don't go and look for chances. As a youth, I did. My model was Jim Morrison at the doors. Go out and take chances. Be risky. Go hitchhiking in the middle of the night. You know, do things like that. Uh, Get drunk. Uh, all of those kind of things that are just stupid. <laughs> so anyway, it's less risk. Each thing you do for your health, salt water, whatever you're doing, it helps you. It, it's not the ultimate cure for everything, but it helps this. You you eat the grass-fed beef. You do this. Uh, each one gives you a little better odds. So, but the sulfur, I mean, I'm sorry, the, the almonds soaked is good protein, right? That's good protein. Good protein and every mineral of all is in an almond. Well, if you check the other nuts, they they miss some. Mm. So Donald Lay said, if you couldn't get an almond, uh, take at least three other nuts and usually you'll balance it out. Now, when he said that, I checked it out. He claimed that almond means all world, almande, all world, mm. because everything is in an almond. It's complete. And by the way, it has almost no omega-3 fatty acids. It's the only nut that is almost entirely free. In fact, one Wikipedia uh, version claimed it has no omega-3s. And of course, they avoid it because of that. But but to me, that's they, great. They say you need omega-3s, right? Yeah. Right. But it has all the minerals. And then when you soak them, you make them more available. It's well known that soaking foods makes things more available to you uh, just like cooking can do but cooking actually destroys some of the things that are natural in food uh i'm not a raw person i'm not a cook person i'm an in-between we need a little of this and a little of that ideally some people claim and there's probably a lot of truth to it 20 percent cooked 80 percent raw is ideal it's hard to maintain that in our society and still hold your weight and health, though. So at one time, it was easy, especially if you lived in Hawaii or something yeah. where there's a lot of fruit. The Eskimos didn't have certain nutrients, and the cold meant you were an old man if you made it to 40 in in the Arctic or in the Antarctica. <laughs> For the most part, Adam, I, I eat my meat 
almost raw. So I guess that that counts for my raw. Huh? <laughs> yeah, you get better digestion the the more it cooks up to a point. But uh, people have eaten raw meat. Lion does pretty well with it. Uh, okay, we got to do a little break here. Thanks, Adam. Stay right there. Uh, final break of the day, and uh, this is uh, on sale today. Part of the survival sale, twenty-one percent because of the uh, pretty cool twenty-one percent because of the um, summer solstice sale. Solstice twenty-one is a promo code. Just today only, Wednesday, the twenty-first of June. Uh, and if you'd like to try some of the elk velvet like this one, I think you'll enjoy it. Before I start my work day, I like to get my workout in. It makes me much more effective throughout the rest of the day. Now, one of my favorite supplements to use in conjunction with my training is Sir Thrival's Elk Antler. These are sustainably and humanely harvested from US free range animals. Now, what's interesting about elk, deer, moose, all these animals we call the cervids, is they're the only mammals who have an organ that actually falls off and regenerates every year. These elk antlers grow out in just a matter of a couple of months. In order to grow like that, they need growth factors, steroidal compounds that cause that rapid growth. Those can actually be harvested, freeze-dried, and put into solution that you can actually utilize in your own body. Now there's been a back and forth history with this being banned for doping in professional athletics. Currently, it is legal, except that it is really rich in IGF-1, which is a banned substance. Now, of course, this is a natural substance. This is not a steroid. But when you look at natural substances, you won't find anything more powerful than elk antler for recovery, for lean muscle growth and maintenance, for metabolic enhancement, and for recovery after injuries and surgery. This is incredible stuff. If you're looking for a natural supplement that boosts your metabolism, helps you grow lean body mass, burns fat, increases libido and energy levels, and helps your body regenerate from your workouts or from injuries or surgeries, take a look at Sir Thrival's Elk Antler. Yeah, it's a great product, and you can do the pine pollen. That'd be another one-two punch, especially for guys if you want to uh, keep things south of the border happy. Uh, the pine pollen is uh, one of the most natural, uh, beautiful forms of, of testosterone from God, from the trees that you can get, and then the elk velvet. It's amazing that these elk can, they're, they're actually, these antlers are actually like a, you drop an arm and then grow it every year. It's crazy. They're really, they're limbs, uh, and they use the velvet from the antler, and uh, Chinese medicine has been using elk velvet uh, for a very, very long time. Um if you would like to kind of hedge your bets when it comes to the world of money, uh, Fred Dashevsky, a friend of mine and former partner of Andrew Goss, Fred has a company called U.S. Coin Capital. He's a great guy. You can trust him. You can buy some uh, coin, uh, coins, gold and silver coins, real American money, and uh, give him a call and tell him your uh, current situation with your budget and what, what you'd like to accomplish how long you would like to hold them, uh, what could be, and you know, you can't predict, but uh, with, with the way we know the monetary system is going, uh, gold's not going to go down from here, I don't think. I mean, it could, but I don't think, I think it's uh, bottomed out um, at $2,000, which is, you know, pretty cool. So check it out, 
800-878-2646. Fred Dashevsky, U.S. Coin Capital. About four years ago, I think it was August, we started, almost four years, we started to uh, uh, breathe hydrogen gas and drink the water. It's a pretty interesting, very interesting uh, technology. Uh, the Japanese are, they're like the number one hydrogen people in the world, and they're really into it. I mean, they have all kinds of laws about it and how you can do it, what you can't do. I mean, uh, they use it a lot in hospitals and some places in ambulances. And the machine that we promote is called the Holy Hydrogen or the Lord's Machine. And you can see the link on our website. And there's no maintenance on this puppy, zero. Well, there's a little bit. You wash out a few things couple of times. I don't, I've never done any maintenance on mine because I'm a guy. I don't do, I don't read directions. Um, but no maintenance like the other one did. Uh, and two quarts of water you can make. Uh, you can go to molecularhydrogeninstitute.com and read some long, long, long list of peer-reviewed studies using hydrogen um, for healing. It's just a food, kind of like ether, kind of like mojo, divine spirit, I like to think of it. So there's no telling what your body will do a little bit better and better. I've been using it for four years. I'm doing well. Um, I credit a lot of my uh, good health to that. I, well, I credit my, to my excellent health, knock on wood, to thinking. That's the number one thing. Good thinking, love, and all that stuff, that'll do it. Never mind uh, hydrogen. But, you know, we use stuff to... to uh, do whatever we can, right? You bet. Good thinking, that'll get you the whole way, baby. You don't need anything. Don't have any budget, that's all right. Just think right, talk to God, and you'll be healthy as you, as you want. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Mr. Adam Bergstrom here. Uh, tell folks about your, your website, Adam, and everything you got there. Tell them. SolarNutrition.com, uh, SolarTommy.com, sorry. <laughs> that's where we have all the books. I wrote one on the thyroid. That's my last one. The one before it was on the gallbladder. And pretty much I'm going to start selling books now instead of writing them. So I may do a video or two as I find out more about the paraadrenal autonomic nervous system. But our books are all available. That's... Uh, all we sell is books, basically, and we thank everybody who's been buying our books lately because it really helps when you live in California and you got your rent to pay and your food and everything's going up. Yeah, boy, we all have our little little things we got to pay that house payment. That, you know, you got to do it, boy. <laughs> they get a little feisty when you don't when you don't do that. Well, so support Adam all that you can for sure for sure um patrick oh patrick can you drink the water that comes out of the air conditioner um sure you could it's just distilled water isn't it i mean it's just taking i think so taking the water out of the i don't know i would i would probably uh, filter it though because you don't know what's going on through the air conditioner right i, I don't they know they might have toxic things in the machine that they that since it's not meant for human consumption you could make one that was safe but you wouldn't know what kind of material they were using so 
filtering it or distilling it after would be a good idea, but it's good water. <laughs> oh, yeah, but isn't it, uh, Adam, already distilled uh, when it's coming out of the, because it's just distilling the the humidity in the air, right? Is what it's Except for any toxins that come in, but it probably would be, there probably are more toxic substances in your uh in your reservoir water or even your well water yeah. so probably it would be safe i would think i would yeah. just research on that that's a very interesting question because we have all this water in available and we can make a large swamp cooler basically it, it can work mechanically without even electricity you can do it if you add electricity you get more power out of it but then you got to supply solar power or something to do it which is possible there's all kinds of ways to get water out of the air and just what you're doing right there seeing the water you're making water <laughs> uh, from david uh have you found a good source for sea salt that you recommend for me yeah um, darko adam suggested what we, what you want is anything that's from the sea right sun-dried from the ocean that's what you want he doesn't he doesn't yeah. he's not real big on the the uh, um the ones like what are they? The one, um, the pink ones, a real expensive one. Himalayan, Himalayan, and, and all that. Nature. He says that it uses it loses a lot of uh, moisture out of the magnesium when it's in the ground. So he likes the heavy magnesium from the ocean. But um, and of course, I get this stuff from Cargill. I'm, I just am interested just in sodium and sodium, chloride, yeah. nothing else. You're not going for the electrolytes or the minerals with with yourself. I don't eat them. I got plenty of them. I eat food. <laughs> David says, so I, uh, Darko recommends you just find a sea salt, and you can see it on the package how they do it. You don't want to heat it up, just the ocean, sun-dried, and there's lots of those out there. I actually get my a really nice one, very inexpensive, at HEB in Texas. But Oh, David, you live in Texas. Yeah, do the HEB. They've got some. <laughs> they got some there. They got some there. Um, I was watching these. I'm going to pass on that one. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, I was wondering how Adam thinks it's possible that you can get omega-3s from wheatgrass. You've been thinking about doing the wheatgrass thing, Patrick. <laughs> You're not going to get that much because it's mostly liquid. Uh, I I don't eat grass. I'm not a cow, so why would I eat grass? It has so many other bad things in it for, for human beings. I would cook the wheatgrass and eat it, perhaps, but we're really not designed to eat grass. It's a, it's a hard thing to do. We're more for the grain as it's produced and it's dried. So it's it's been, but people have survived it. Uh, you know, certain people have lived. Uh, what's uh, one guy? I can't, I never can pronounce his name. He lived into his 90s, didn't he? Uh, who's, and who's so it's who's... not a minor thing, but it does have omega-3 fatty acids in it. And there's just, you get them from butter and stuff like that. So I wouldn't worry about it. It's just that I don't see grass as being unhealthy. And plus it tastes like, well, it, it tastes like it tastes, I don't like grass. It tastes like terrible. No, it really does. I'm going to grow some just and play with it because I bought the I bought the soil, but it, it's the worst ever, you know. But but Varys, who who likes this Varysamide, 
he says, well, just mix it with orange juice. So you got me at orange juice, right? <laughs> like they say, Jerry Maguire, you had me at orange juice, man. Yeah. I never ate salad. I, I, I hated salad, but it was good for you. So I forced that stuff right. down. Lettuce, uh, lettuce, uh, I loved the tomatoes, though. Man, I'll eat the tomatoes. And tomatoes have umami is the flavor. It's the same flavor as meat broth. So maybe that's why. Maybe I get my meat from it because it was discovered that tomatoes have mm -hmm. more free-form amino acids than any other food on earth, including meat. I remember that. So I always buy tomatoes at the farmer's market after hearing you say that because that's a good thing to eat. With, say if I eat meat uh, at 1 or 2 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon, have some tomatoes with it, right? Because they got all these amino acids. That should grow muscle. That should grow muscle. It, it is. It's a muscle-building uh, food because of the free-form amino acids. When mm. I was in the health food business, mm. I would uh, uh, sell bodybuilders injectable-grade amino acids, free-form wow. amino acids, for like 40 bucks for a little bottle this size. And this is back in the 90s, early 90s. Mm. So, And then when I realized that, shoot, you can get the same thing out of a tomato, a Burbank tomato happened to be the best that was tested that I saw, but there's probably other types. Other foods have it too, but tomatoes particularly are rich. Then even Wikipedia admits that ha they have umami, which is a flavor called uh, deliciousness, I think it translates as, and it's often called savoriness. We actually have a receptor on our tongues for that, and it's the same as meat broths huh. and beef broths and chicken broths. Tomatoes. It's right on Wikipedia, even. What about all this? Uh, obviously, you don't. I don't. And me and I don't concern myself with it. But the idea of the nightshades, eggplant, tomatoes. What are the other ones? Potatoes. Plus, you eat potatoes every day. So the nightshades yeah. things, I guess, in your opinion, is not relevant at all. Some of them are deadly nightshades, belladonna, right. things like that. But women used to take it to make their eye, eyeballs, their, their irises large. Because men, it has been proven, if you see a woman with larger uh, irises, irises, they're much more attractive. Really? It, almost, almost 100%. If you give a, you, they did experiments. They showed a woman and a woman, same woman, but they doctored her eyes out and gave her bigger, bigger irises. And 80% uh, of the men liked that one better than the other one. Is that and the they little, tried that's a little hole right side. is the irises, right? The little hole? And, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, the, the uh, actually the, uh, yeah, excuse me, the pupil, not the, the pupil. iris. Yeah, the pupil. I'm glad you corrected so, me. <laughs> so uh, they were putting tomatoes on there to make the pupil open? No, they, they used belladonna. They oh, took belladonna, bell, which belladonna. is a poison. Yeah. But they figured, hey, my beauty is more important than my being poisoned the heck with so, it. And, but, you know, we have resistance to poison. We take we eat it in our food all the time because plants don't like us. No, I know. Anytime they we eat a plant, they, they get mad. They, they get they mad. They don't you know? like us. They, they, <laughs> so um, potatoes, tomatoes, eggplant, uh, they don't really have anything that you found that's negative for us. But the nightshade thing has persisted. You know, they say don't eat nightshades because this and this and this. Yeah. If you eat the tomato leaf or yeah. other parts of the plant, then you got a problem. <laughs> and also, if you eat the green part of uh, a Potato. green unripe tomato, 
you should cook it then and then you can have fried green tomatoes you know like the movie but and also the other part that's toxic in tomato is the white part i learned that from madonna Lay and finally validated the, it gets white you ever see the white and the, you you cut it open and then there's a white white oh, part of it yeah i seen that yeah and some have more than others. Well, Adano told me that was toxic. And believe it or not, I finally validated it on Wikipedia uh, two days ago <laughs> after all this time. A lot of stuff, he, I just had to wait till I validated what he said. And I always have to validate something. One source just doesn't work for me. I got to have multiple yeah. sources. And I'm from Missouri. Uh, many people, me. I'm really... Show me. Yeah, I'm talking, uh, what do you call it? Not literally. But when people tell me, uh, Ho Shu Wu makes your hair black, I immediately ask, did it do it work for you? And give me the names of how many of your friends it worked for. I want to know who. I don't want, oh, I read it on Facebook. I read it on the internet. Yeah, Somebody told me, I read it in this book and said, the Ho Shu Wu makes your hair black. Did it make yours black or one of your friends? That's what I want to know. I'm turning my hair darker just because I want to. That's what I'm doing. I said, it's, okay, I hair. See, turn, I see it looking yeah, darker, especially on one side there, yeah, when I see. Yeah, it's, just get, get darker. Just get darker. Now, Dr. Daniel, she likes any black food, like black sesame seeds. And what else? Oh, the black ink from the octopus. I bought some of that. Cuddlefish. Cuddlefish. Cuddle yeah. And it tastes pretty, ooh, you talk about salty. Wow. Yeah, so. Black it's good for your gallbladder too, by is the it? way, because your gallbladder basically is a, an octopus. You know, with the 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 bile is the ink that comes out, oh. and you people used to eat that ink as a health food. I haven't heard it mentioned that much. It was a the rage in the seventies and the eighties. Oh, the black squid ink, the black squid ink. Yeah, they were actually eating the squid ink. It was a oh, was that's what I'm doing. You can buy stores. it. You can buy it on online, and you just get a jar. I take a little bit of it, you know, every every couple of days, and I don't know. Okay, it's back again. Then I didn't know that sepia. I think it's yeah. you know, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, S E P I A. But it's also a cuttlefish. cuttlefish. Yeah, cu cuttlefish, squid, octopi—they all uh, have that ability to put that ink out. <laughs> yeah, and Dr. Daniel says that the reason what they do, uh, the if they're going to attack. If the octopus is being attacked in the water, they'll put out this black ink to kind of hide them, but it also puts the aggressor to more parasympathetic rather than sympathetic. So it kind of makes them chill out a little bit. So she said it's also good for sleep if you take it before bed. That's interesting. <laughs> Who knows? Right? Could be. Seafood is a nighttime food, and so yeah. their nutrition works yeah. for me. <laughs> so you eat, you eat. Your, your root vegetables tend to put you to sleep. Your your tree foods tend to wake you up, and your midday foods are kind of relax you, but also give you the opportunity for strength building. Your main strength building occurs in the late morning and the late afternoon. Late, That's how you get strength. Like what time? 11 o'clock or so? Well, <laughs> if you want to get cut, ripped, and shredded, as they call it in the bodybuilding community, you exercise at spleen pancreas time between 9 and 11. That also gives you uh, 
it gives you access to your adrenal system, the one in your skin and your thyroid. And also, it gives you access to T3, T4. And guess what? They don't tell you about T2 or T1 Never or heard T0. About that. I, don't know <laughs> I know. You, you, the bodybuilding community is very familiar with it. If you want to study bodybuilding, they use it. Really? But but most people, I didn't. I never heard Ray Pete talk about T2, T1. Uh, did any? I've listened to lots of his shows. Well, but if there's I never a T3 and T4, it. there's got to be a one and two, right? <laughs> yeah, and a zero even. <laughs> and, and some of them, they argue about their uh, accessibility and things like that. Some say they're better, but bodybuilders use them routinely. Yeah. Routinely, you can go on the internet and find video after video after video about T2 and T1 and T0. So the time that I remember you recommended, and I do sometimes to to do my resistance training three to five. Uh, what that, that, is that kidney time? That's that's the best for getting bulk. bulk to bulk up to build three up to five in the afternoon. Three to five in the afternoon. And if you want to get more muscles or cut beach party stuff, that's more nine to 11. And right. here's a secret for people who want to pump up faster and, and have healthier skin and healthier muscle growth. You go out during the day and expose yourself to bright sun five minutes at a time. No longer come back in. Half hour later, five minutes at a time. Go back and forth. And then you'll build, you activate the, the adrenal system in the same way we talked about color therapy, five minutes on, five minutes off. But in this case, you leave a longer time in between to activate it. Because why, if you put a plant out in the sun and you leave it more than an hour, it destroys vitamin right. D. But if you leave it out for short periods of time, it adds vitamin D, sometimes in as little as three minutes, mostly about 20 minutes to a half hour, uh, maybe 40 minutes in some accounts. And by the way, I, I finally found the research. People say, what about if I'm in Canada or Germany? In Berlin, it takes you one hour to activate any dried food in the sun during the winter so it's baloney when they tell you i can't get my vitamin d because i'm in canada right. so <laughs> so what is 10 minutes in the sun once an hour what does it do i missed that part what's it do for us it activates the system okay okay you ever go to a person's activates house the and they got a grandfather Act the entire activates the entire system the, the, parasy the sympathetic nervous system which builds muscle you're never ah. going to build it with the parasympathetic nervous system. That's the rest. That's when you, after right. you challenge the muscle, you build up at night with the parasympathetic. It's a rest or digest. Ah. But what gives you sympathetic tone, if I didn't have sympathetic tone, I'd be a puddle on the floor. So this builds <laughs> I'd be just, a blob. just 10 minutes, no longer. Do you have to have your shirt off? Actually, five minutes. Oh, you only five do minutes. it for five minutes is all. Yeah, yeah. The more of your body exposed, the, the better. better. But your best place to absorb it is the palm of your hand because there's no melanin there. Uh -huh. That's why b black people, brown people, other colored people sometimes have more trouble absorbing it. That's partly true, partly not true. But uh, you do your your skin on your palm and your fanny. One of my one booty? of my sayings is moon the sun and get your vitamin D within five minutes. So but you, you can do your food too and your muscle. So I could go out for five minutes every hour if I want to build more muscle? 
Yeah, about every hour. You could do it every half hour and still do it. And you just get the direct sun, hold your palms up and stuff like that. And you'll find you energize the system. You get vitamin D. What else do you get from the sun in in the adrenal system? Testosterone. That's how you make testosterone in your own skin. Oh, cool. I'm going to do that. Yeah. yeah, they don't, they don't, they always talk about vitamin D, but they never talk about testosterone. And it's a well known mm-hmm. fact that you make testosterone without estrogen in your skin. But if you stay out in the sun too much, it turns into estrogen and you get in trouble. Uh-huh. So these people like, uh, uh, initials JK, I won't mention his name, who say you stay out in the sun all the time, you actually sabotage yourself and cause uh, leap, lipofuscin and damage to your skin. But if you use the sun intelligently, you can eat with it. You can you can neutral you can get nutrition from it. You can get all kinds of things from it. And the air around you, the carbon dioxide and the oxygen in the air, is amplified by the sunlight. Oh, that's great. So. You could use the five minutes every every hour or so to you're actually eating and to not to have as much food. You don't need as much food. Right. right. You can get by with less food. That's why some people, look at that yogi that was buried for 40 days. He didn't lose much weight at all. Look at a hibernating bear. They hibernate. Do they lose weight? They, they lose a few pounds maybe, but they emerge like, after the winter's over, <laughs> you know Adam, what happens? Everything goes into delta brainwave. <laughs> for the longest time, I mean, not really, but maybe oh, six weeks. I've been doing just um, uh, just meat, salt, and water, and butter, and goat's milk, and just um, maybe four, maybe five ounces of meat twice a day, and that's all I'm eating. I, a little goat's milk and a few eggs, but I have not. Gained, lost any weight at all. I haven't gained any, but I haven't lost any. That's interesting that your body can live on that little amount of food. That's not a lot of food. A little piece of meat like that, you know. So you can get by with a very little, mm-hmm. particularly metabolism has a lot to do with it. Ray Pete preferred to speed up people's metabolism, and there's some points to that where then you can re grow the muscle mass after. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think adrenaline is a bad thing myself. It's more volatile. It's part of the para-adrenal autonomic nervous system. And my favorite movies about the abuse of adrenaline were a set of movies called Crank and Crank 2 <laughs> uh, with uh, Jason Stratton yeah. being the star. I don't recommend you see it. If you if you don't like cuss words or violence, do not see do not these see movies. <laughs> but the thing about the movie that was interesting to me is it was about adrenaline, how he has to keep alive with adrenaline. And it, and they were phenomenal on that standpoint, but lots of violence, lots of cuss words. Yeah. Oh, I don't do violence very well anymore. And am I getting so sensitive? Because uh, I can feel it sometimes in the dream state. And, you know, you have these images, and you know it came from some movie. I mean, where else it's going to come from? You know, it's just this whatever. To me, it comes from the news. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't do that. You don't watch. You don't watch the news, do you? Not anymore. Oh. Well, and when we talk about mainstream news, no, oh. no, we we watch some of the alternative bit shoot news and things like that. But even now, we've lightened up on it. What's the point? 
Yeah. When is Putin, he's either going to drop the bomb or he's not going to drop the bomb. And we've heard threats about it for a year now. So we're just done with that. We listen to nothing, almost exclusively George Carlin <laughs> and uh, his brother, Patrick Carlin. That's our main source of entertainment these days. Is there a lot of uh, uh, Carlin videos out there? A lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Biographies, even an audio book for 10 hours. We're looking for the, he did a great biography that was about 10 hours, but they took it off for some reason. But there's all kinds of literature. We found stuff back from the Carson show, back from K-Day, back from the Playboy Club, back from New York clubs, back from all the kind of different John Davidson. He was on one of those like Hootenanny shows. He was on Jimmy Durante. He's been on all kinds of shows. He's been around for a long time, and he finally died with his fourth heart attack. <laughs> this is good news. But he did he did a lot of drugs. <laughs> this is good news. Uh, the FDA is uh, just uh, approved um, lab-made chicken from animal cells, also known as lab-grown meat. Good Meat, the developer of such a chicken product, announced Tuesday received um, received uh, um, authority to do this. I mean, that's crazy. It's like, what? It's like, why would you eat a lab-grown thing? I mean, I mean, what's up with that? You know, it, it, and they make people believe this is healthy. I know. To eat lab-grown food. It's actually, when you think of it, you have to be crazy. You have to be something wrong with a person that would eat lab-grown uh, meat. Maybe he's a mad scientist or one of those uh, Frankenstein movie rip-offs by comedians. I mean, it's really ridiculous when you think about it. Food is everywhere. You can grow it in your garden. You can grow potatoes. You can, you can have a goat. You can have chickens. If there's enough food for everybody, they just cut you off from your food and want you to stay in an office or the prisons we call schools when those kids could be farming or doing something decent for a living. And you know, all this, you've seen what they're doing. Uh, is it Finland or some of the other Eastern European country? And they want to kill like 2,000 cows or 20,000 cows. Or, I don't know. It's a huge number. It's like, I don't know what these people are smoking, man. But, you know, I don't, I don't know. They want to get rid of carbon dioxide, and carbon dioxide is what makes plants grow. Yeah. If there were no carbon dioxide, there would be no life on Earth. It would be no organic life. Organic matter is carbon matter, carbon dioxide. So, of course, it matters. And carbon dioxide, you could plant sunflowers and get rid of it, but that wouldn't be a good idea. But they could actually forget all the stuff about planes and cars and everything and just plant sunflowers everywhere and absorb a lot of it out of the air. But you don't want to do that. You want more carbon dioxide. And there's only a fraction in two. One of the writers here, local writers, got I think he got kicked out of the paper because he brought out the point that they were telling his son in school that carbon dioxide was killing people. So he looked back in history and found out that global warming, how come it was 142 degrees in Goleta, California here uh, uh, in, in before the Civil War one day mm. where the birds fell out of the, the sky and cows cooked. It was the hottest day in in world history on that day. And how come, he said, if you measure uh, carbon dioxide in the air, 
you take 15 pounds, a big chunk of 15 pounds, and the carbon dioxide in that 15 pounds will be the weight of a hamster's tail, a small hamster's tail. How the heck is that going to kill you? It's the most ridiculous thing. Yeah. They're, I don't know what they're smoking, but they must be coming from California Sounds, now that we yeah, got weed. They got some good stuff, man. But um, Good stuff. It's, um, it's fascinating. We talked with Brandon Smith yesterday, this uh, environmental social governance thing that they're, you know, like the Targets and Bud, Bud, Budweiser and all they're doing. And they're tying it into the muddy, Adam, uh, Adam where they're, they're giving ESG scores and they're doing it for corporations and they're going to move this to people. So they'll loan you money if you got good scores. So that's how they're controlling the corporations, according to Brandon Smith yesterday. Wow, very clever. I mean, they're on this, and it's all built on the Green New Deal, right? Carbon credits, yep. uh, trading carbon credits. Uh, that's what it's all built on. It's just a big Ponzi scheme for uh, money laundering. It's fascinating, boy. Yeah, fascinating. Yeah, pretty soon, you know, they, they want to basically control everybody. Yeah. They want to control your carbon footprint. And basically, it's that reward system that the Chinese do. You get social credit, right. basically. That's, that's they where do. they're headed. Do you, you read about the guy that... Someone thought he heard a racial slay, uh, slur, so Amazon cut off his smart house for an entire week. He couldn't get in his house or do anything in the house. What did get he in do? It. What did he do? He, they thought they heard a racial slur, you know, hate speech, they called it. And it wasn't even, it was a mistake. And yet, just because the, report, the Amazon delivery guy reported it, they cut him out of his house for an entire week. Uh, this hate speech, to me, I was a fan of the, 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 the uh, free speech movement, the, uh, like Mario Savio and all that, where you could say anything you wanted. To. Now, you can say cuss words, but you can't say uh, certain, all kinds of terms. They got the N-word, the this word, the that word, the that word. You can't make a joke. Listening to George Carlin, if he got on stage today, he'd be arrested with almost any one of his routines. Now, I come from a time, I come from a time, I wonder what happened to one of our best students at San Fernando High when we ran a minstrel show and he was dressed in blackface. Mm -hmm. It was, would they dig out from his history, like uh, like uh, Justin Turdo up there in uh, in Canada, that because he wore that because it was a sign at the time, it wasn't really meant for disrespect. But now you can't do anything. You can, you can't uh, if anyone uh, if you block them from getting a sex change operation. I mean, third graders they sure know what they do with their body, don't they? But then how come they can't drink till they're eighteen or twenty one, and how come they can't? Smoke and how come they can't do this? But they can make a, cha a change in their body that's going to affect them the rest of their entire life in the third grade? Come on. <laughs> yeah. There's several states, I think uh, Tennessee, Texas, other places, they're making it illegal to do a gender, they call it gender affirming. Isn't that a nice word? Uh, a castration or cutting your breast off or whatever, cutting your penis off. A gender affirming surgery for anyone under 18. So states are beginning to Say, you can't do it here. Go somewhere else. You know, go somewhere else and do it. Good, because in California, oh, there. you, you, you have guys. family, friendly, friendly uh, LBG, whatever all those initials are, at the, at the zoo, at the zoo. Really? And what they call family friendly is 
dancing and uh, taking drugs on stage and shaking your genitals and showing some stuff shouldn't be shown to even infants that are allowed to come to that kind of stuff. Now, I, as a cab driver, I've driven uh, transvestites around. I even had a friend that was a transvestite. God bless him. You know, I've got no problem with that. But when they come for your school children and tell you that this is normal, that is not true. That is is bull. Believe me, I've driven transvestites to their jobs and gigs. And some of them, one of them really fooled me because their Adam's apple is usually a giveaway. But she came in the cab, and I said, wow, what a babe coming into my cab. She got in and said, take me to so-and-so on Victoria Boulevard. <laughs> That's not good for him. Now, I, I actually read That's... an article uh, last week that they were arresting some parents in California for trying to stop the you kids bet. from doing the, you know, getting their penis cut off or grow a new penis or something. It's nuts. It's a crime. It's, it's a crime here. It's it's absolutely crazy. How do you? How can you even do that? It's incorrigible. Whatever the word is. Whatever, yeah, whatever the word is. It's just it. It's it. It's just it's just wrong. You know, I'm not really a religious person, but I got to say, satanic, demonic, all really? of those words apply for this. I think they do. They really do. I mean, I mean, how can you do that? Cut people's cutting girls' breasts off at 15 and 16 and. And you've got to keep those books in the school library. And you've got to keep them in the libraries. Really? If you take them out, it's in the fence. The library gets punished if they don't keep those in your grade schools and your your grammar schools. You've got to have those transvestite books in there. Or you get punished and your funds are cut off. <laughs> well, you guys might get rid of Gruesome Newsome. Word out in the I word, hope word, so. word around the campfire that he wants to he wants to run for president. God. They'll just get someone worse. That's the problem. Because uh, he's he's just a figurehead, the, yeah. pu- the sock puppet, you know. Hello, my name is Gruesome Newsome. Uh, I'm Governor U-Haul. Yeah, he's he's backed by other forces. All these people are sock, sock, puppet, all of them. Uh, sock puppets. Sock puppets. <laughs> Can't even pronounce it. Every one of them. Every one of them. At least Bobby Kennedy's bringing up, Robert Kennedy Jr. is bringing up some good things about the vaccines. He's really raising some hell about them, and on Rogan, and they actually got a million dollars collected to have LRFK Jr. Uh, debate some Billy Provax guy, and he won't do it. The guy won't come on Rogan's show and do it. He just won't do it. He won't do it. Wow. They're still cutting him off social media. You know, they won't let a lot of his interviews. He did an interview with the boxer, what's his name, that bit the ear off. Uh, he's got a rancher in California. He did that interview. They cut it off. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, they're cutting off RFK Jr. RFK, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, RFK Jr. Oh, yeah. yeah, they cut him off. Uh, what? How come I can't think of the boxer that bit I know the ear off yeah, the other I guy? Know, I know who you, you mean. You know who I mean? He's Mike got a Tyson. talk show. Mike He's Tyson. Show. Mike Tyson. He's a, a good talk show. He's had some good interviews on there. And so I, I thought he'd quit, but he didn't. But he had he made the mistake of having Bobby Kennedy Jr. on, and that happened. Now, Kennedy was so into the environment that he wants to put people in jail who disagree with it back in the day. That was his his but his stance. But I'd rather not have a needle in my arm than come into the door and knock like they did in New York City back in the day for vaccines than worry about the carbon dioxide because it's going to fail. 
They can't get rid of the carbon dioxide. It's a dream. It's just a scam to get your money and control people. It's it's, It's total scam. It's so absurd. I don't want needles in my arm, though, and people knock. In New York City, in an epidemic in the 1905 or 6 or something, they came in and rammed your door down if you didn't answer it, stuck that needle in your arm while they held you down. Hmm. They didn't get the rich people out. They only got the regular Joes and Janes out there. Well, I'm glad I'm just visiting, Adam Bergstrom. <laughs> glad Visitor to a small planet. To a, to a small, <laughs> whatever we are, went. man. Yeah, a small planet. All right, kiddo, what are you guys doing today? Anything fun? Uh, surviving, because we've had our problems, as I said, but, but it looks like a pretty laid-back day. We're gonna, I'm going to do some research, uh, see if we can sell some books, uh, hang out on Facebook a little, and otherwise, uh, it's going to be a pretty, oh, get some sun. Get some There's sun. There's a strange ball up in the sky that we haven't seen for months, and now it's there, so we're going to go get some of that get some of that D-rays. Get some of that. So go to Adam's website, solartiming.com, and look at all of his books. They're all e-books, very uh, moderately priced, right? What, 10, 15? Moderately priced. 10, 15, 20 Everything bucks. from nine ninety nine to uh, $99 for compendiums and l- very the huge large ones. books. Yeah, the huge ones. All right, kiddo. Well, uh, we love you. Thanks for everything. Take care. Namaste. And you too, the, Patrick. And all the good stuff. We'll see you soon, okay? All right, brother. You Thanks bet. for coming on. Thank Bye-bye. you, Patrick. All right. OneRadioNetwork.com with Adam Bergstrom. Yes, no, maybe the Cronobotic guy. Get that book, too. Get a hardcover. Go, go to, you can probably get one on his website. That, that's a really fun book to have. Okay, so we are going to, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? We're going to do something. I know what we're going to do. We're going to uh, go have lunch. Go have lunch. And then we're going to see you here on on Friday. A uh, quick little uh, plug here. If you're watching today, Wednesday, the 21st, you got 21% off, baby, on um, Survival on June 21st, just today only through midnight. So watching this video um, on, our, on our streaming, on our show, on our website, uh, One Radio Network, uh, if you... If you're listening to it on the 21st of June, you can do it. The code is SOLSTICE21. SOLSTICE21. Any survival like on OneRadioNetwork.com. Oh, okay. We will see you on Friday. Thanks a lot. Let me know if uh, we can help with anything. My email is Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. I love you all very much. You're doing great. You're doing good. Uh, Let me know if there's something I can do, and we'll see you on Friday morning. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com.